It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You, and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. This is a world of possibilities. A world in which people who put their minds to something can really make a difference. My goal is to help the environment. Someday I'll find a cure for cancer. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we believe that aspiring minds can achieve anything. So we dedicate ourselves to making sure everyone has an opportunity to go to college. Each year, we provide more than $150 billion in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about Money for College at studentaid.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and welcome to The Gina Gardner Show. My guest today, Mary Buffett, is someone that I've spoken to a number of times, and I never cease to be impressed and humbled by the way in which she makes investments simple. Welcome to the show, Mary. Thank you very much for joining me. And I know there's going to be a wealth of uh, information for people. But thank you so we... much. Oh, thank you. But before we get started, would you like to share with our listeners your story? How have you come to be doing this work on investments? Sure. Um, you know, I was just like anyone or most, I don't know if most people, but I started working when I was very young. I actually 14, 15, I was in the music business, so I could be that young and start working. And really all of my life, I worked, I saved, I earned money, but I, I never really saved it. I never had money that I invested so that over the long term, it would work for me. And then when I married Peter Buffett, who is Warren Buffett's son, and obviously Warren is one of the greatest investors of all time, I had the fortunate experience of being around Warren in everyday life. And all he talks about is business and investing and all the people around him. So I was incredibly lucky that on our uh especially during the holidays when we'd all be down in Laguna Beach staying in the same house. We'd have amazing guests that I really didn't realize were so amazing until afterwards. You know, you, you don't think that these people are so incredible. But we were I was so lucky to be around that. And I think that watching and listening to Warren, it gave me the idea that I should start investing, you know, buying into companies that I understood. That's that's the main thing. So a lot of investors invest in things that they don't really understand because their stockbroker told them or someone, a friend tells them. But I say, you know, you really need to invest in things that you understand. And 
that's a great way to start looking about what to invest in is, you know, particular things that you like. You know, if for instance, if you like me, you love to cook, you can look at different different things that involve cooking that you might be able to invest in, you know, or banking. Um, so you have to be comfortable with the company that you're investing in. And I think the other thing that I always suggest is do a lot of work. I mean, it's your money and you work so hard for it. And a lot of people don't take that as much time looking at what they're investing in. So I think you have to understand it. And once you understand what you're interested in investing in, look into it and really research the different companies, who's running them, what their plans are. And you can call the company and ask them for, you know, their chairman's letter and see what they're doing. There's a lot more information now, especially with the internet, that you can get than you ever could before. I think that's very wise. It makes me um, really think about how people will give their money to other people to invest for them and be very trusting. And then when things go wrong, it's all right when things go well, but when things go wrong, then, you know, they wonder why that they have been put in that situation. But ultimately, if you take responsibility for it yourself, then you can make decisions that are based on uh, your understanding of fact rather than somebody else who very often wants to get their commission rather than sell you what is right for you. That's all right. That's very correct. And I, I really think that you have to look at your everyday life and what you enjoy doing and things that you're interested in. Those are the kinds of things that you might be right in front of you that you don't realize you could be investing in, you know. I'd like to take it a step back, if I may, because there'll be lots of people listening to this who who think to me, well, why, why do I need to invest? Why is it important that I invest? So what for you is at the heart of making investments so important and so such a positive thing to do? Well, you know, as maybe people don't realize, but being around Warren Buffett, uh, the greatest investor of all time, I had a unique opportunity to see him take any reasonable amount of money, even small amounts of money, and watch them grow enormous amounts, you know, compounding. That's his favorite thing is looking at compounding. So, you know, when something is compounding, it's making you money without you doing anything except investing in a company that is continually growing. And so um, also, you know, he, I think it's really important that people understand what they're investing in. So don't invest in a company. If you're not in, for instance, so uh, I don't know, insurance, don't invest in insurance, you know, understand the company and, and what they do so that you're comfortable with it. So even, you know, you might be a foodie like me, 
And so you would think, well, what could I invest in that has to do with food? You know, but once you start thinking about that, you'll find there are a lot of different companies um, that you can invest in. You know, my girlfriends, my daughters were actually, uh, when they were very young, they said, they learned this from their grandpa. They came back from Omaha and they were sitting on the couch and I said, what are you guys doing? And they said, we're thinking about what we're going to put our money in. And I said, oh, really? <laughs> what are you going to put your money in? Because they only got their, their uh, you know, allowance. And they said, Pillsbury. And I said, Pillsbury? They said, yes, because we found out that it owns Burger King and something else, you know, and we love those things. And so we want to put our money in that. And I thought, you know, that's so interesting. And sure enough, I invested their small amount of money in Pillsbury years and years ago, and they, they made a fortune over the long term. You know, as people are struggling with um, inflation and, you know, many people don't understand compound interest. And so they've got into debt and are now paying the price of compound interest because they're not paying back any of the uh, of the main money they borrowed, just paying the interest back. I'm struck by my father, who was a great investor. He invested in in um, unit trusts, and it was something that he hadn't done until he retired. And then he realized that his uh, pension wasn't going to maintain its value unless he did something with it. And he wanted to have the security of knowing that his money was going to provide for him in his old age. And in order to do that and to be secure about it, he needed to do something more than just put it in the bank. And these days, if you put it in the bank, you get nothing in terms of interest, do you? No. And he decided that he was going to find out. He was a very curious man. And he he started to read the papers and to um, there would be free courses and so on available. Uh, and he became an expert in those things that he invested in. And he did very well. But it struck me that he was a man that until he started to invest, he had no interest in it. He had never done it. Um, and yet at the age of 65, he decided that it was time for him to really take note. Mm -hmm. What you're saying, this is something that, that is available to pretty well anybody, so long as they make that uh, decision that they want to invest something and they want to see that invested in something that's likely to grow. Yes, I, I, you're at, I'm glad you brought up that story because you're really never too old to invest. And, you know, when you think about it, you know, even just $5, and, and you think about if I have $5 today and I don't do, and I put it in the bank account, it's you're going to do nothing. It's actually going to cost you money, you know, over time for just the, having the bank account. But if you're investing in something that's giving you minimum 10%, think about that, you know, 10% over the years really starts to add up. And, you know, this is the thing that Warren always looks at. You know, he's he's basically getting over 15% return on his investments. Right. And, that's, and, 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 and he holds them forever. You know, he rarely sells anything. So, you know, you really have to decide 
what you want to invest in, and then you have to make it as a lifetime investment because that's what you want is the time is on your side when it comes to investing, not like anything else. <laughs> We're going to go for a short break now. When we come back, one of the things that I'd like us to explore is if you're a beginner um, and you haven't um, got a family history of investing, You've talked about exploring companies, but you know what are some of the practical tips and strategies that you can give people who who aren't investors um, but would like to be? So don't go away. This is information that could really protect you in the future, and you're really listening to an expert here. So we'll be back in a moment. Meet Rajat. He started his class's WhatsApp group and became super popular. Yeah, I was always popular, huh? Timetable changes, celebrating class cancellations, rehearsal updates, sharing notes, farewells, crying over surprise tests. Everything happens on the group. Rajat may be the admin, but he's never really had to act like one. Except today. Are you really sure that this is true? No, man. It was a forward. So I. Rajat patiently explained that such messages could create tension and turn people against each other. I mean, it's dangerous. Please don't do this again, yeah. Or else I'll have to remove you from the group. Come, let's go get some dosas. And then Come. it was time for the college fest, yeah. Be like Rajat. Share joy, not rumors. Welcome back. Mary, I know that you've worked with many, many people helping them to become successful investors. So for our listeners, what strategies? You've said get to know the company, but that in and of itself isn't enough. What sort of things do they need to do once they've decided perhaps on the companies that they want to invest in? What are your strategies for the beginner? Well, First of all, I mean, for the beginner, again, I, I say, understand what you're investing in. So, you know, like I said, if, if you love to cook, if you're a food person, you can look at companies that are food companies, you know, something that you're familiar with. Where would they find that? Because I think for, for, for people who are not used to it, it could feel overwhelming. And the internet, one of the problems is that there's too much information. So if let's say food is your thing, where might, how might you find the right sort of companies? Honestly, it's great that we mentioned food, because if you go and look in your kitchen, you know, or think about what you're using every day, you know, that you don't really think about as an investment, but you're using it all the time, you know, whether that's a flour or sugar, and then you think, who owns that company? You know, who owns Jell-O? You know, these different companies. And then you can, you know, with the internet now, I mean, as much as it's overwhelming, it just gives you much, so much more information than you ever could have gotten before. You can get balance sheets from companies. You can get, the, you know, look at what who's running the company. This is really important. It's one of the things that Warren really looks at when he invests in companies is who's running them? Who are these people? What is their mindset? What is their philosophy about the company that they 
are running and that you are going to hopefully invest in. So you need to kind of look at a, a company or any investment that you're making just the same as if you're looking at a relationship. You know, you get to know it, you look at it, you understand it, you, you find out who's making the decisions about where the company is going to be going. Look at the past history. Do they have earnings? How are those earnings been? Have they been predictable and consistent? Have they been going up over a period of time? Not radically, but you know, consistently earning a little bit more money than before. So you know that if you're investing over a long period of time, you're going to make money no matter what, because this company has done it in the past. And the past is very important to look at, as well as who the people are that are running it. And a lot of people invest in companies and, and they don't know any of that. You know, they'll hear it from their stockbroker, they'll hear it from a friend, but they'll just go out and invest in it. And I say, you know, take the time, it's your money, you've worked very hard for it, spend as much time learning about investing because that time that you take to learn about a company is critical because you can either stay in the company, continually add every month or whenever you have extra money. And you know, you don't have to invest a lot of money. I really want people to know that. You can invest a small amount of money and you could do it monthly. You could do it six months every year, whatever works out for your budget, you know, but I think it's really important to look at the long term and make a plan so that you have some money. We all, the, the amount of money that we throw away is just incredible you know when you really think about it if you take twenty dollars and you realize that in three days everyone listening is going to at least spend twenty dollars on something that you know they probably aren't investing it they're just spending it on stuff you know and so you have to be more careful with your spending because that money can really take care of you for the rest of your life invested wisely you know, that's a really important point that you make. I wonder how many people listening, if you look in your wardrobe, how many outfits have you got in your wardrobe that you've never worn or you've only worn once? How many handbags do you need? You know, if you're a man, do you go for all of the, I've been very sexist about that. It might be the other way around. And you're, as a man buying shirts and suits of women, you're buying the electrical gizmos. But either way, are you spending money? And I, you know, I was on a, a, a course very early on. It talked about good investment and poor investment in the sense of investing in yourself, in the in the in helping yourself be a better version of you is a good investment, particularly if that has an impact on your earning power. Buying a house, buying something that's going to accrue value is a good investment, but buying stuff is a poor investment because the minute you buy it, it loses value. And so often we fill our cupboards and our wardrobes with things that we don't use and are just dead money lying there. Right, it's it's so true. So I always ask, or even my children, you know, I tell them any money that you get, take a percentage of it 
and always put it aside, no matter what. Just take, even if it's 5%, even if it's 1%, just take it and set it aside to invest and invest in something that you understand, something that you know, that you're comfortable with, and that you've done some research on. That's the main thing is with the internet now, like I said, it used to be so difficult to find out information. You have to call the company, get the presidents, everything, you know, all these different statements. But now you can just look on the internet and there's so much information yes. that you really have to work at it so that you don't, you're not just investing in a ton of things, but in specific things that are important to you, that you understand, that you enjoy, that maybe you use in your life, like I'm saying. Very easy. Yeah. We're going to go to another break now. When we come back, I'd be really interested for us to explore how we can support young children and young people to have the mindset of investment, managing their money and understanding their money. So please don't go away. Um, we'll be back in just a moment. Were you exposed to hazardous materials while serving in the military and have an illness or condition as a result? If so, you may be eligible for VA benefits and services. Whether you need health care or want to file a disability compensation claim related to military exposures, VA is here to help. Visit va.gov forward slash military dash exposures to learn more and apply today. Take a step toward bringing our country and community together. Start a meaningful conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Mary, I was interested, that, you know, when you were talking about your, your children, how they started very early having the mindset of, um, of investing. And they were very lucky to have you and their granddad um, who was exposing them to investment as being a natural part of their daily life. But one of the things that struck me, and I think you know I was a principal of a large school for 20 years, one of the things that struck me is how most children have very little understanding of the value of money and as a result of when they go to university or college or they leave home, that they struggle then to budget um, and investments seem to be the last thing on their mind. You know, I'll invest when I'm older rather than doing it when they're young. What strategies did, uh, have you used with your daughters who talked about investing their little bit of money? You know, what things can you say to parents that might help them give their children a much better sense of the value of money and the uh, the positive reasons for investing? Well, it's, it's a great question. And I, I think the best answer I have is include your children in what you are learning. So explain to them that, you know, they have some money and what that money can actually do for them. So you can show them that, let's say they get $5 a week. If you can show them that that $5 can actually, without them getting any more money from you or anyone, can actually be worth $10, let's say, in a number of months, years, whatever, if they 
buy something, what they buy, what they do with that $5. So if you can teach them that money isn't something that you just get and spend, it's not for spending, that money is for saving and for helping you in your life is an overall goal. So it's just not something that you get and they spend so you try to teach them to save it and then to invest it. And that's, you know, investing in some stuff that they understand, once again, is really key because there's so many things out there that children understand, so many companies that children uh, can can gather, you know, oh, M&Ms, you know, who owns M&Ms? Yeah. Jell-O, who owns Jell-O? Look at that company. So start to take things that are around them every day that they use and they understand, and then have them look at the company and do it with them. And I think if you do that together with them, it really becomes interesting. And then once they start to see that their money can suddenly be making more money without them doing anything, it's they're hooked, you know, then they understand what investing really means rather than just getting their allowance, waiting, saving the money and going and buying something. Because once they buy it, money's gone. You know, it, it, I'm smiling because when I was a principal, one of the things that we, we ran for parents was we ran um, courses for parents in order to help them help their children. And some of that was around the curriculum. But we ran on a regular basis, one, to help parents um, engage with their children in a very different way around money because children would nag and whine about things that they wanted. And I was smiling because it reminded me of, of one particular family where the mother came to see me and said, I'm at the end of my tether. All of my children have got this thing about designer clothes and designer shampoos um, and the little ones into Pokemon. And I simply can't afford it. And I said to her, well, what I suggest you do is you give them a budget appropriate to their age and that within that budget, very clear um, definition of what they have to spend it on and 10% of that was to save 10% of it was for charity and the other 80% was to pay for all of the things that the parents didn't pay for so with the oldest ones they bought all of their clothes and their toiletries and so on their school uniform was bought but their budget had to do all of their entertainment and everything else like that and the middle child, who was very much into expensive shampoos, was given his budget. And the first week she took him shopping, he put a very different shampoo and gel and stuff into the <laughs> basket. And she said, why are you doing that? And his comment was, well, I'm not spending my money on that. I'm <laughs> saving because I want to do whatever. But I think that what you're suggesting takes um, the uh, the principles of what we talked about to a whole new level. And if you can engage your children in handling money and understanding money and recognising what a positive thing investment can be, then right. you won't have so many people who are struggling financially and who are in debt um, and who don't know where they're going to turn because they can't afford to pay their bills. Well, you just said the, the biggest word, debt. 
And that is something that unfortunately, probably every one of our listeners, I mean, I have extremely low debt. I'm trying to think of what maybe every month before I pay my credit card bill off 100%, I have a little bit of debt because I just can't stand for that amount of money on my credit card bill to be, you know, charged 18, 20%, you know, on my money. It's incredibly crazy. And everyone has to realize that that debt is a is a terrible thing to have. And most people have an enormous amount of debt. You know, I've just looked at the clock and we are pretty well at the end of our uh, of our time together. Where can people find you if they want to? Uh, I know you've written a number of books which are available on Amazon. We haven't had a chance to talk about those. It really, if you go to marybuffett.com, you can always leave a message there and see if there's anything that I'm putting out recently, you know, or whether it's a statement or something, but that's about it. And of course, on your show. (laughs) Thank you. Mary, as always, it's been a joy to speak to you and to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. And to say thank you very much for listening, do please tune into the next show. And I'd love to hear from you. My email address is Gina, G-I-N-A, at genuinely-u.com. Please let us know what you think of the show and let us know if there are any themes or particular guests you'd like us to have. Thanks again for joining us. And once again, Mary, thank you. Thank you, Gina. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.